WBUR Podcasts, Boston. Did you know that 2024 is the year of the dragon? Or if you're hearing this episode sometime in the future, 2024 was the year of the dragon? In the Chinese calendar, each year is linked with one of 12 animals. The dragon is considered a powerful symbol of prosperity and good fortune. And we're about to hear one Chinese legend as to why. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today, our story is called The Lone Dragon. Versions of this tale come from China, the largest of all countries in Asia. Some really great people came together to bring you our adaptation of this folktale, including Ellen Wong, star of the movie Scott Pilgrim vs. the World and the animated Netflix series Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. You grown-ups may also know Ellen from The Carrie Diaries on The CW and the Netflix series Glow. So, circle around, everyone, for The Lone Dragon. Long, long ago, in a wide, wide valley, there lay a village. The villagers were farmers who worked hard planting and harvesting wheat, millet, and soybeans. Towering above the village was a mountain, and at the top of that mountain there lived a dragon. The mountain was so high that the villagers never saw the dragon, though they often heard him growl and roar down the steep cliffs and across the craggy ridges. Sometimes they even heard him speak. I'm one who frightens. I'm one who's feared. I live alone. Who dares to come near? The villagers were so frightened of the dragon that they issued urgent warnings to their children. You must never go near the dragon. You mustn't even go up the mountain. Or anywhere near it. That beast will swallow you in one bite. He'll roast you to a crunchy crisp. We must leave that monster alone. One year, a drought fell upon the land. The lack of rain left the villagers' fields parched and cracked. And as the desperate people watched their wheat, millet, and soybeans shrivel and wilt, a nagging idea wormed its way into their heads. This drought! It must be the dragon's fault! Yes! The dragon! That evil beast put a curse on our village! Now we really must stay away from him. Far, far away. Before he brings us even more misery and woe. As all of this was going on, it just so happens that one of the villagers had a birthday coming up. Her name was Lynn. And even though everyone in the village had been pinching their pennies since the drought began, Lynn's parents wanted to throw her a party. We know times are hard, Lynn. But this village could use a celebration, and a good-natured, kind-hearted girl like you deserves a party. 
Your mother's right, Lin. So we're going to scrape together what we have and throw you the best birthday bash ever. Thank you so much, mother and father. This is so generous of you. I can't wait to celebrate with all of my family and my neighbors and and the dragon. Lin's parents exchanged a look. Um, Lin, did you just say the dragon? I did. Look, I know you grown-ups have been telling us kids to stay away from the dragon, but haven't you been listening to him? It's hard not to, Lin. His voice is like thunder. But have you been listening to what he's been saying? I'm one who frightens. I'm one who's feared. I live alone. Who dares to come near? Can't you see? The dragon is lonely. Lonely? Yes. He says so himself. He knows he frightens us. He knows we fear him. And that's why he's alone. Because none of us dare come near. So, I'm inviting him to my party so that he feels happy and, and wanted and will stop roaring at our village. Lynn spun on her heel and raced out the door, her swift, fleet feet carrying her straight toward the mountain. Come back! The dragon will eat you! If he doesn't roast you first! But Lynn paid her parents no mind. She just picked up speed. And when she reached the bottom of the mountain, she discovered that the trail upward was tangled with overgrown tree roots and scattered with jagged rocks. The villagers have kept away from the mountain for so long that this trail hasn't been used in ages! but I must follow it. I must. Lynn took a deep breath and began climbing up the path. She stumbled Uh, over roots. She tripped over uh, rocks. And when she was about a third of the way to the top, she heard the dragon's thunderous voice rumbling from above. I'm one who frightens. I'm one who's feared. I live alone. Who dares to come near? Suddenly, Lin felt a burst of heat. And when she looked up, a bright orange ball of flames was hurtling down the mountainside and speeding her way. Yikes! The dragon is breathing fire! She dove into a scraggly bush, just in time for the fireball to go streaking past. Without wasting a minute, Lynn scrambled out of the thicket and went tearing back down the mountainside, the dragon's roars echoing in her ears all the while. Back at the bottom, Lynn collapsed on the ground and pulled her wobbly knees to her chest. Maybe my parents are right. Maybe the dragon really does want to be alone. I mean, those roars sound so angry, so furious, so... Lynn stopped short, because all of a sudden, the dragon was no longer roaring. Instead, he was doing something else entirely, something Lynn never expected, not in a million years.
What do you think Lynn is hearing? We'll find out what it is after a quick break. I'm Rebecca Shear. Welcome back to Circle Round. Today, our story is called The Lone Dragon. Before the break, a kind-hearted girl named Lynn was having a birthday party and wished to invite a dragon, the same dragon whom her fellow villagers blamed for the drought that was destroying their crops. The dragon lived high atop a mountain. Lynn tried climbing to the summit, but halfway up she was nearly burned by the dragon's fiery breath. So she scurried back down, only to suddenly hear a most unexpected sound. Wait a minute. Is the dragon crying? Lynn put a hand to her ear. Indeed, the dragon's roars had turned into sobs. Through his tears, he suddenly began to speak in the saddest voice Lynn had ever heard. I always frighten. I'm always feared, forever alone. No one dares to come near. Lynn sat stock still as she took in the dragon's words. Forever alone. No one dares to come near. I was right. I was right. Lynn smiled and jumped to her feet. She threw back her shoulders, stuck out her chin, and with more determination than ever, she clambered her way back up the mountain. And this time, she made it all the way to the top. When she reached the summit, there was the dragon. He was lying on his belly, and his bearded face hung low as his sleek, scaly body shuddered with sobs. Lynn noticed that the plump tears pouring from his eyes were pooling into a glittering puddle beneath him. She took a breath, then called out in a gentle voice. Dragon, may I speak with you? The dragon froze. Then he jerked up his horned head and sprang to his clawed feet. When his bulging eyes fell on Lynn, he bared his pointy teeth with a growl. Speak with me? May you speak with me? No, you may not speak with me. Haven't you heard? I'm one who frightens. I'm one who's feared. I live alone. Who dares to come near? I have heard you say that many times. But just now, I heard you say something else. About being forever alone. Because... No one dares to come near? The dragon blinked his eyes. They were still wet with tears. You... you heard me say that? I did. But it's not true anymore, because I've dared to come near. But... but why? Don't you know that your fellow villagers despise me? They warn their children about me. They blame me for their misfortune, like this dreadful drought. 
it had nothing to do with me. I swear. I know how the villagers can be, but I also know they're wrong. Wrong about you, and wrong about this drought. And I want to make things right. Please, come to my birthday party. Be my special guest. The dragon fell silent. His bulging eyes bulged even more. Then they softened. What's your name, young lady? Lynn. Lynn. No one has ever invited me to a party before. No one has even spoken to me before. They've spoken about me, sure, telling all sorts of tall, scary tales, but never to me. Until now. Until you. And for that, I am so grateful. A tear trickled down the dragon's whiskered cheek, then another, and another. <laughs> Before long, he was full out sobbing again. Only this time, he was sobbing with joy. His eyes overflowed with gushing, grateful tears until Lynn was up to her knees in shimmering, crystal clear water. I would be honored to attend your party, Lynn. Oh, but first, there's something I'd like to do. Hop on! The dragon knelt down, and Lynn climbed on to his broad back. Next thing she knew, the two of them were lifting off the ground. As the dragon's enormous body took to the air, the deep pond of tears splashed and sprayed every which way, sending cool, refreshing water all the way down the mountain and into the village, like a shower of rain. The alarmed villagers burst out of their houses. When they saw the dragon, they gasped. But when they saw Lin riding on his back, and the drops of rain that seemed to be falling from the sky, they grinned. The dragon has brought us rain. Cool, life-giving rain. We will never speak ill of him again. And they kept true to their word. The villagers had a wonderful time celebrating with the dragon when he attended Lin's birthday party as the guest of honor. They no longer feared him or distrusted him. Instead, they treated their new friend with respect and appreciation. And whenever their fields grew dry, they even did a special dragon dance to honor him and humbly ask for more cool, life-giving rain. Since then, Dragon dances have made their way into festive occasions like Lunar New Year, where a long, flexible dragon puppet swoops and soars down the street with help from a team of nimble dancers. The dance is meant to drive away evil spirits, welcome in prosperous times, and express gratitude to the mighty dragon, this wise, powerful symbol of strength, fortune, and luck. Now it's your turn. One traditional way to celebrate the Lunar New Year is a reunion dinner, where families gather to celebrate their hopes for the new year. What are some hopes you have for the year ahead? 
Is there a skill you want to learn or improve? A cool project you hope to complete? Maybe you hope to keep your room clean or get along better with a sibling. Draw a picture of your hope for the year ahead, then share it with someone you love. And if you'd like, share it with us. Grown-ups, snap a photo of your kiddo and their drawing and email it to circleround at wbur.org. We may feature it in the Lion's Roar, the official newsletter of the Circle Round Club. If you're not yet a member, you can join this growing community of Circle Round superfans and get all sorts of cool stuff by signing up today at wbur.org slash circle round. This week's episode, The Lone Dragon, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by Sophie Codner. Our original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Our artist is Sabina Hahn. Sabina has created a black and white coloring page for all of our Circle Round stories, and you can print them out and color them in. Grown-ups, visit our website, wbur.org slash circle round, and click on coloring pages. Special thanks to this week's actors, Fyodor Chin, Paul Date, Kim Miller, and Ellen Wong. Ellen Wong stars in the movie Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, as well as the animated Netflix series Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. You grown-ups can also see Ellen in The Carrie Diaries on The CW and the Netflix series Glow. In April 2024, watch for Ellen in the newest season of the MGM Plus sci-fi series Beacon 23. Our featured instrument this week was the pipa. To learn more about this ancient plucked instrument popular in Taiwan and to see a photo of Eric Shimalonis playing it, visit our website. Again, that's wbur.org slash circle round. And while you're at wbur.org slash circle round, you can check out our upcoming live events, get your hands on our circle round picture books, and you can support your favorite public radio podcast by joining the Circle Round Club. Once more, that's wbur.org slash circle round. Grown-ups, if you enjoy Circle Round, please leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. It helps other listeners find the show. We also invite you to talk about us on social media. Tag us on Instagram and Facebook at Circle Round Podcast. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling around with us. Now that you've made it to the end of this Circle Round episode, we want to know, what's your favorite Circle Round story? Thousands of fans just like you have been telling us about the Circle Round stories they like best. Take a listen. Maybe one of their favorites is one of yours, too. My name is Esther. I live in Switzerland. My favorite story is the cloning of Steamink. My favorite part is when it gets the crown to the little baby bird, and I really like Circle Round. I'm Jonah. I live in Switzerland. My favorite episode is the three-legged part. I really like it because the three-legged part is so funny. My name is Mimi, and I live in Spithers, British Columbia. And my favorite Circle Round story is Granny's leather bag. And I like the part when the woman turns into stone. My name is Cleo, and I live in San Francisco. And my favorite circle story is the lion's whisker, because I like the part where they put a lion's whisker off, and I teach it a lesson. Thank you, Rebecca Shia. My name is River, and I live in Augustine, and my favorite circle story is the tail of Kilwawaston, because I like the part when 
Kangaroo keeps on calling Kangaroo. Hi, my name is Iris. I live in Evanston, Illinois, and I like every Circle Round story. My name is Ellis. I live in Bow, Washington. My favorite Circle Round story is Once Upon a Flame because I like the part where the old woman kicks him out. We love you, Rebecca Shear. Did someone mention a story you've missed? Not to worry. Grown-ups, you can find all of our Circle Round stories, plus links to the Circle Round Club, picture books, coloring pages, and oh so much more on our website, wbur.org slash circle round.